My career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? My relationship is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. I'll never find love. Why can't I be like other gay guys? Hey guys, it's time to get a grip, stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40-plus gay life. Let's get to the show with your tell-it-like-it-is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick or a diva unless you act like one first. Well, sometimes you just got to mosey on up to the bar, and you got to sing a few songs, and you got to pour a few drinks, and then you realize you got way too much going on in your life. You don't even know how you're going to get it all done, but you love your 40 plus life. You love it because you're doing pretty much everything you love to do. And that's hard for many of us as guys for over 40 in our gay life, like to say, I am literally loving what I do in my life. Well, today we're going to have a conversation with a 40 plus gay guy who's a producer songwriter. He has done many, many songs. He's done, I don't know, this guy's got a list. I mean, I'm like trying to read the whole thing and I'm like, I, I can't keep up with him. My goodness. But um, he's done songs, he's written, he's songwrite, he's done, you just name it. And on top of all that, he's buying something in Arizona. I'm not going to blow the bubble on that one. I'm going to let him kind of explain that one to you because he just doesn't have enough going on in his life. But um, I'm really excited to have Michael Coleman, the Metropolitan Cowboy, joining me today on the podcast uh, all the way from sunny, hot Arizona. Thanks for being here, Michael. I'm so glad you are willing to come. Well, share your 40 plus life, buddy. So well, thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Well, me too. Um, I always love my guests on this podcast. I always say, thanks for having me. I always want to go, girl, I haven't had you yet, but we'll see. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, you do have a lot going on, my friend. I mean, oh my goodness. I'm looking at this whole bio you sent me and I'm like, when does he ever have time? Well, when does he ever have time for his husband? I mean, let's just go there, right? But you do have a lot going on. So why why all this stuff? Is that just your nature? Like, is this who you yeah, are? Yeah, you know what? It, it, I, as you mentioned um, in your in your introduction, I try to live my life to the fullest because we only get one go around. And I, I, I want to my obituary to be packed. I want it to be not a paragraph. I want it to be a page. And 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 and, 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 and that's just how I live my life. Mm, just a full page i love that i have a friend who's like yeah I'm on my obituary i just want she's dead i'm like oh, really that's it <laughs> he's like yeah that's it i'm like but you're so much more he goes i know but everybody already knows all that he goes i just want she's dead she's done i'm like okay <laughs> that's what you want that's what you should get so um so when did when did songwriting everything really enter your life man i mean Young age, mid midlife, where was it for you? Well, you know, the, the interesting thing about that, it was I didn't start writing songs seriously until I had a milestone birthday. And and and, and since this is the over 40 plus, I, I can now tell people tell you that it was my 30th birthday. Hmm. And uh I normally don't say that when people interview, I, I say, say I'm not gonna tell you what milestone birthday is, but but it was my 30th birthday. Awesome. And I was at the time I was managing a law firm in San Francisco, as a matter of fact. Hmm. Uh, and then I thought to myself, you know what? You're 30. You've got too much talent that's going to waste, and you need to be doing something with it. And so then I set myself on the track to start see your shadow, and then the rest is history. Hmm. Songwriting, managing a law firm, like kind of were you always kind of doing some stuff with music before then? 
Well, yeah, I, I was a band geek. I, I, okay. I will say that I was a band geek, and uh, and how I got into songwriting was because I had a natural talent for poetry, mm. and, um, and 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 so I thought that if I was going to go into pursue something in the arts, it was a natural it was a natural progression to combine my natural talents for poetry and and then and then my musical talent. And so so then so then that's why I said uh, I'm gonna I want to start writing some songs and taking it seriously. Very cool. And so is there any genre that you're just like, okay, I definitely always want to be doing this kind of music because I see lots of different things in your bio here from techno <laughs> and dance to, and then he's sitting here just telling you guys, he's sitting here like, you know, all cowboy decked out with his big black Stinson and, you know, his shirt, you know, sleeves cut off and showing a little bit of chest. I'm just going to say he's showing a little bit of chest. But, uh, <laughs> like, is there a certain kind of music that really like speaks to you, man? Well, well, you know, my forte is country and western, and when I, when I, although the catalog, the Sea Shadow catalog, has got everything in it because I don't mm -hmm. limit myself in my creativity, but, but my, but my forte is country and western, and that, and that's my favorite genre. So when I actually sit down to construct a piece from scratch, I construct it as a country and western piece. But, but like I said, my genre, the the catalog has got every every genre you, you can name in it. I love it. So we're. Where did the when did the like I'm I'm in San Francisco but I'm a country boy where where did that show up I mean had it always been something in your roots like country is just something that always spoke to you you know I, I always hearken it back to uh, watching Hee Haw when I was growing up oh. uh, we always had that on on every Sunday uh -huh. and, and and I think I think that's where I fell in love with the genre uh, you know. When when I was growing up, we had all types of different types of music playing in the house, uh, and my my mom was was not limited. Most people, most the black people were in R and B and were listening to R and B, and then but but she played everything that was in. She just played everything, and that's how I got exposed to all different genres, and and uh, and 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 I just fell in love with the the art of it, the craft of it. I love that you brought up hee haw because only guys over 40 probably will even understand <laughs> that, right? And you say that to a 20 something or 30 something, like, what it what what is that? It's kind of like, well, Beverly Hillbillies, you ever no, we don't know what that is either. I'm like, I posted I, I posted in my team channel just the other day because I'm I'm like I'm kind of like the fun guy on the whole. Well, no, they're all fun, but I'm kind of like the smart ass on the team. And so they were all talking about some new HBO show VR Slack channel. I'm like, I know what are y'all talking about? Have y'all ever heard of like the Golden Girls or Three's <laughs> Company? And like those were the good shows. Yeah, you know, of course I was like just being a jerk, but well, they were good shows. But I was like, y'all yeah. are, you know, and and we yeah, there's a few of us on my on my daytime work stuff that are you know my age and older. But it's just always fun to like poke poke fun at that sort of stuff so and that's um, what i mostly watch when, when i want when i get the opportunity to watch tv for leisure I'm, I'm generally watching all the old shows on 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 the retro channel and then my husband is always always uh, like do we have to watch this again How again you uh, this? this a million and one times why are we watching this again uh, uh, yeah a few months ago my husband and i were working at a film festival and we got into this really interesting conversation with one of the filmmakers and and he had done a really very eclectic film that had a lot of cuts and slices to old TV references. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty cool. And he's like, yeah, I'm having kind of a hard time sometimes at some of these film festivals because, you know, some film festivals are very young people driven. And they're like, we didn't get it. We, he's like, 
I didn't think about how that wouldn't translate in certain, you know, areas like what is this? Right. But, um, I guess that's when you know you're older than you really think you are. So, uh, so is there any, I, I, I'm just curious because I know on, um, see your shadow, you had this breakout hit that was called, I will tell Jesus, you said hello. So is there any like religious upbringing affiliation to being in music as well? Or was that just uh, something that you just kind of like, yeah, this sounds like a good title. Uh, you know what? I, I do have, I do have a, a I, I am a person of faith. I, I, I will, I will say that uh, first of all, I'm more spiritual than, than organized religion. And, and actually the, the interesting thing about, uh, about that piece, uh, you know, we were named, um, uh, I think it was alternative artist of the year at the, at the praise fest gospel awards for that piece. And, 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 and I was telling, telling my publicist, if they only knew, you know, you know that 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 they're that this piece that they're embracing so well was written by this gay guy. Uh-huh. You know, I, I wonder, I wonder how, uh, uh, you know, if I would have won that award. Uh, but um, you know, and, and that that particular piece just came to me out of nowhere. I was, it was just put on my heart to write it. And and for those of you that haven't heard it, if, uh, it's a story about a couple that loses a child. Mm-hmm. And and it, it's a duet told from the man's perspective and the woman's perspective, and uh, it's a it's a very powerful uh, piece. And a lot of people thought that that was my own personal story because you know, when we were doing the press on it, and 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 I was telling no at the time that I wrote that piece, I don't well I don't have any children, and and mm-hmm. uh, and, and and it's just not my story. I was just able to write that piece, and got, you know it was put on my heart to do and tell that story. So we moved from I will tell Jesus you said hello to Rugburn, which is a totally different thing about oral sex and all this. So I love it when artists can be this creative and that because everybody's like, oh, no, it's this genre. It's this genre. And I'm like, wait, if y'all are really listening to like any of the greats, Madonna and Celine and, you know, I don't know, the list goes on who who writes music. It isn't always the same stuff. And I think people kind of like, well, no, we're expecting this. In fact, I was interviewing. um Oh, of course, his name's going to slip my mind. I've interviewed several country music artists on Life on Closet, my other podcast. And Brandon Stansill is the one I was thinking of. And we had a very similar conversation. He's like, yeah, you know, this, they just kind of come to me. And I feel like it's on, he actually used the same term. He said, on my heart to do it. And I know I've got to put it out there. So um, sounds like you have fun with these. Like, it's like it hits you. And then you're like, here we go. Got to get this one written. Yeah, yes, for sure, and and, and especially with the Rugburn project. Oh my God! I mean, I think that's if we talked about my uh, earlier about about my obituary being a, being a page, and that that'll be the one that'll be carved on my tombstone. I mean, everybody knows me for that particular piece, and then the game show that 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 we filmed here in Phoenix uh, based on that piece, uh-huh. and uh, and, so, and so yeah, you know, and and once again, it was just one of those. One, one of those things I was approached by a, a dance club DJ actually uh, heard about me and wanted to work with me and uh and 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 he actually gave me the track he said I got this piece I want you to listen to it and I was just inspired to write to, to write the track the track about about oral sex and we were gonna get a woman to sing it uh-huh. and then and 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 before uh, we went into the studio a couple of weeks before I said you know what no, I'm, we're going to really, this piece is controversial enough as it is, and we're really going to turn it up a notch, and I'm going to have a man, a man sing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and 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 so, so so we found a singer who was willing to do it, uh, and uh, 
And, and it actually turned out to be a really, a really successful piece for us, you know, but then fast forward to the video uh, where we pay tribute to John Waters. And for those of you uh, who, are, who are in this age group, if you know yep. the, the divine years and uh, John Waters. And, and so, so when we went to go to the music video, we paid tribute to him and, it, and we were his early work on steroids. And I actually got mm. death threats uh, um, beyond for, for that video of how, uh, for how off the wall it was. And uh, people actually refused to work with me ever again because they saw that video. Wow. So, so they yeah. refused yeah. just because you kind of exposed some of the like truth, so to speak. Well, well, I mean, I mean, I mean, it, it was, it was, we were just over the top with it. And it was probably <laughs> the most fun I've had directing a music video. It, you know, I mean, I mean, it, it was, it was just so, it was just so much fun. Mm. And uh, the concept was, was because uh, the hook line of the song is, are you worth the rug burn? The, the wow. hook line of the song. And, uh, and, and, and so we took this drag queen uh, from Columbus, uh, Tamika, Kansas, God rest her soul. She's no longer with us. And mm. we put her on the concept of the video. We put her on a game show and, uh, and, and, and she was competing for, for, for a date. And, and she spun this wheel and had to do all these different challenges to get to the date. And right. and, and and all the and there were challenges like sucking old man off. There were challenges like uh, 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 one of the challenges was called liquid facelift. And <laughs> and we got these we got these people uh, uh, standing over and, and uh, uh, relieving themselves. And and it, it was it was just uh, it was just over the top fun. And 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 then so fast forward. Uh, when I was going to do the television project, I said, you know what, we need to take the concept of that music video and turn it into a live action game show. And, mm -hmm. so, and, and, so, and so we were filming it here in Phoenix uh, before the pandemic. And, right. uh, and so, so, I, so I ordered this huge ass Wheel of Fortune type wheel, uh, you know, and it cost me a fortune. And, uh, and, and we, we took the audience on a wild ride when they come up to spin the rug burn wheel of death because you never know what my mind is going to gonna come oh, up that's funny that's yeah. Awesome. yeah yeah it's it's a it's, it's a good time so all this is going on i think one of the burning questions that keeps keeps cropping up in my head is so you know opposites attract is your husband like completely opposite of you is he just kind of like a laid back like yeah i don't have to be doing all this sort of stuff what's what's that like uh, you know, the, the funny thing is, um, uh, he actually is my uh, director of photography on a lot of the projects. Uh, oh, really? he, he, had, he had a, he has a creative, he, he has a creative side too that he, uh, that he hadn't really tapped into until he met me. And, 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 and the, the good thing we we really balanced one another out because I could come up with an idea, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and then said, this, this is, this, this is my idea. And then, and then, and then, and then he'll just run with it. You know, a good a good example. We uh, we actually won an award for our for our music video Christmas on Cell Block Nine, and 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 what he did as an art director, he built a jail cell from 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 scratch, in and on for our soundstage, and and that's where we filmed uh film filmed our filmed the video, and we actually won an award for that video. And then we were doing a Doritos commercial I was directing, and he turned and he had actually turned my apartment into an opera house. Uh, so, so yeah, so, so it, it, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. We, we balance one another. That's very cool. Yeah. I think it's always good to find those places. Definitely in a relationship. You guys have been together quite a while and you're married and, you know, my husband and I've been together 20 going on 22 years now. And so that balance is super important and to find the commonalities too. That's yeah. such a yeah. big thing.
So I'm going to ask a question a little bit more about, you know, you live in the lovely state of Arizona. It's got to be kind of a wild ride sometimes thinking about, I mean, everything that's going down in some of these more extreme quote states. How are things in Arizona for you as a gay man? Do you feel like, you know what, this I really, I really don't have any issues. Uh, I would say as, as a gay man, I think people have more issues with me being black than it, than, mm. than, than they do, than they do anything else. You're black. I didn't uh, notice, man. I didn't. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, you know, I, I mean, and and I've, it's always been that way for me. I've never really had had any issues um, uh, uh, about my sexual surrounding my sexuality on, on any sides. It, it, it generally is more so because of my race. So I'll, 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 I'll give you a good uh, a, a good example. So my husband was uh, was was in the closet when we first started going out, and 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 when he told when he finally told his family. Uh, they had no problem with him being gay, right? When he when he told when he told them that I was black, mm. he, he, I'll never forget. He says his mom literally gasped. His mom wow. literally, went, well, yes. Yeah. And is he white? Is he Hispanic? Yes, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, white. Yes, okay. he's white. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's white. No, because I've had some some friends who you know it's been inter. Well, I've had a lot of different friends who mix you know inter interracial marriages you know, relationships, all that stuff. And one in particular, he is Hispanic and he told his family that his boyfriend was black. And, oh, you would have thought, you would have thought the world <laughs> tilted on its access. Like, oh, no, no. I'm like, I mean, and I know there's that tension. I'm not, I'm not alluded to that. You know, I'm not like, you know, out of the realm of possibility. I've seen that because I work with so many, so many people in so many relationships and all that. But um, it's, it's always interesting to like, so what's the real push, you know? And and it's interesting too, Michael, because I think all of us see the news in different right. ways. And depending on the state, you know, some things get really blown out of portion and other stuff. It's like, it's not a big a deal as we, we don't see it here. We, we, you know, somebody outside of Arizona might be all these crazy things going on, but you know, it's always interesting to get the other perspective because, you know, California pretty, everybody thinks it's super liberal. It's all the woke people. Well, no, it's not all the woke people don't live here. I'm just telling well, you, there's some places I, I, in California that are. I'm pretty, from California. Mm -hmm. I'm from San Diego, so so yeah. yeah. You, you can take your ass to Orange County and see what you get. Mm -hmm. you get uh, I mean, I mean, go go a little bit up the road to Temecula, and you're like, yeah. uh huh. It's a whole different ballgame there. So, um, but um, it's interesting to see those differences. So, okay, so you got another thing that's special to your heart. We're not talking about the one we're going to talk about. I'm getting there, but the Gray Rainbow Foundation. When I read that, that just that's just kind of like, okay, there's got to be something cooking here. Why have you started this foundation? What's the purpose behind it? Because I think here we are, guys over 40. So there's got to be a tie in there, right? Yeah. So so when I was getting ready to turn a certain age, uh, I said to myself, you know, you know, what is what what I was like, it's 50. When, when I was getting ready to turn 50, I, I said, you know. What if I wasn't married? What would my life be like? And 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 if, if I was single, so 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 I said to myself, I wonder what other people's life are, lives are like uh, who are single and who are who are and who are of a certain age. Mm -hmm. And so I set out to interview people from from from, from the tri-state area where where I was at, 
and 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 ask them, you know, about their about their lives. And and the the stories that I was because I was showing this for a documentary, and 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 the stories that that I were were hearing, they were so heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. And 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 I said to myself, something has got to be done. There, could, there must be something that I can do, you know, to to help with, with to help people with these stories that you know that that I was hearing. And and what one story was was uh, where, where this guy had he had amassed a whole collection of of of, of really cool showbiz stuff, you know, that his his house was full with, and he was single by himself. And 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 had nobody to leave this this fabulous collection uh, to, and 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 he was like, well, this all this, the state will just take it when I die. I don't care. What, what the hell? What the hell do I care? And, and that, that was wow. and that was his 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 whole attitude. Um, and I and I talked to a lot of guys who who were just coming out, uh, who who were who were over who were over fifty and, and just coming out, yeah. and 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 realizing that. Okay, you know, I'm a little too old for 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 Gatum now because because folks weren't paying them any any attention, you know, in the, in this and uh, in, in this culture uh, where where I'm from, in Southern California, at 16, you're you're over the hill, you right. know. So so, yep. so 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 let alone uh, uh, be 30, be 40, be 50, and and just or are older, you know, married married for a long time or or widowed. Uh, a, a lot of people that, that I talked to were in long-term relationships, and then now, now found, and the partner had died, or husband had died, and now they're now they're sing- widow, widowers and single, you know, and and very lonely, very much by themselves. Or, and and so I started started just talking to people, and 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 like I said, it just was put on my heart 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 to, to start the foundation. What one of the things that we do is 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 we we help people pay for their funerals you know mm-hmm. i mean i mean there there's so many folks uh, that we encounter that when when they die they're they're one they're one they're wondering how their funeral how they're going to get buried you know people are right. doing drag shows and and all these things trying to raise money to you know to to bury the, to bury people and and and, and you know and, and it's just we also help them tell their stories because there's so many people you know with such rich stories and, and that are their legacy and, and 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 I think that we try we have to memorialize what their legacy is going to be because I think mm-hmm. everybody needs to leave a footprint and and that's so so I just merged my talents you know into in be into being able to help folks you know any anyway 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 that I could and because I was just so moved by by how heart wrenching some of these stories were. I have worked with another younger guy in the past. Um, his brand is called I'm from Driftwood and he tells (laughs) lots of stories about where somebody, you know, their coming out story from whatever little town that they live in. Right. And similar kind of vibe, all ages, all over the place, all these different things. And just the, the stories are so, some of them are so heart wrenching. Like, yeah, I, you know, thrown out on the street with nothing, nothing whatsoever, you know, walk through my town. I remember one story that he interviewed, walk through my town, past the one stop sign in town and going, where do I go? Who, you know, who am I? You know, and it's just, it's, it, and you know, to our, to our lovely age group, I, I, I am finding more and more as I coach people out of the closet that 
in the last couple of years and and kind of i think some of it was driven by the pandemic i'm going to be honest a lot of people came to terms like i'm either going to live now or i'm not going to live at all yeah. you know yeah. and i would say my my market has always been 35 plus i've definitely seen that shift to be more 45 plus because i think there's just a lot of guys who are hitting their mid 40s early 50s and like I have to go be who I am, you know? Yes. So, and plus you see the, you know, you see the adolescents come out and then, you know, they're fucking like rabbits and yeah. going, I don't know yeah. how to date yeah. and all this sort of stuff, yeah. Yeah. but it's yeah. also yeah. really beautiful. Yeah. It, 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 it's either, I mean, cause, cause, cause I mean, I mean, I mean, let, let's face it. I mean, I think it's part of our natural progression and, 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 and coming out and whatnot, where we all go through what I, what I call the whore phase, you know, I yep. mean, I mean, I mean that, that, that's a natural progression. I mean, well, I don't call my, I didn't call myself a whore. I just said I was experimenting a lot, you know? <laughs> and so, and, 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 and so when you're say, say I'm married 40 years and now I'm coming out at age 60 and now it's time for me to go through my whore phase, you know? And w w what I was discovering through my, through my conversations, the folks were ready to go to their whore phase. So it's part of their natural progression. And then they were hit, hit with the roadblocks there's nobody for them to be a whore with because because right. they're too old, right? You know, and and, yeah. and 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 so 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 people are getting depressed. You know, you know what's wrong with me? The whole the whole you know the, the whole gamut, and and right. and it was, it was it was it was just really it was just really heart wrenching, mm -hmm. very heart wrenching. So you're doing a whole lot of stuff to like build a legacy. I mean, you've got a new record out called Whatever on the Rocks. So give us a little insight to that, and then we'll talk about the bigger thing that's really your <laughs> legacy, which is got some reference to whatever on the rocks but so exactly life is definitely imitating art currently but um what the latest record uh, which is doing well uh, by the way thanks to our radio partners thank you we're going for our second number one in a row our fourth second number one in a row and then and then hopefully our our fourth top 10 on the independent charts in a row so nice. so, so um yeah i actually wrote that piece um it's it's told well actually the the initial incarnation was first was first person and 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 i wrote it after because i was nursing a broken heart uh i i i was i was really heartbroken for for a number of years uh, uh, uh over over this time and 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 so i so i wrote the piece whatever whatever on the rocks which was a personal reflection of what i was going through Yep. And so, and so, 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 so fast forward when I, when I, when it was a poem. Uh, and so when, when it comes time to turn the poem into a song, I turned it on it, on its face and, and told it from the bartender's point of view for those, for, for those that were serving me during that time. And, 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 and it just really is a piece that, that, that has, that has the bartender's reflection on his customers, uh, who they are, what their motivations are and 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 how and and how generally they're all going through something and all the same and and, and it takes a progression through 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 the years so uh because uh, because one of the lines is is that you know year after year goes by and he sees the same uh, same type of people the same uh you know going through stuff and he helps them heal to some mm -hmm. degree by serving them whatever it is they want on the rocks and soon You'll be serving whatever someone wants on the rocks yourself. Well, I'm assuming you're yeah. gonna be involved in it to some degree. I know you'll have your own bartenders, but you got kind yeah. of a big thing happening here, right? 
Yes, and art. And there's a reason why why whatever on the rocks was the was the was the the, the follow up to our single crazy things like that because we just uh, my husband and I we just uh, just a couple of days ago uh, opened or well, we acquired Phoenix's Arizona's uh, oldest gay bar, the oldest gay bar in the state, Newtown Saloon, and uh, established in 1971, and, and, wow. and so. And so, so, so we are uh, the proprietors of, of that place with a lot of history, and 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 we're just making it our own. We're so excited uh, that we're able to get, acquire this particular piece because it because it's such a part of Arizona's uh, gay history, and 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 it was and we almost lost it. The state almost lost it because there was a lot of uh, uh, drama uh, going on surrounding the surrounding it, and then we were able to come in and hopefully resurrect it and. And and people are really excited about us. We were packed yesterday uh, at on day two because of the announcement wow. went out, and uh, and 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 we had uh, we had, we had all kinds of people coming in talking about their memories of of the bar Newtown mm-hmm. Saloon, and and we had couples there either coming to saying that they were married there that they, you know that, that that they met there and then and then they were married there and and just and it's got all different kinds of decorations and every decoration has a story. And it was good to meet some of the people that's like, yeah, yeah, I put that there. You know, I donated this to the bar. Yeah, and, and it was just a really, it's just, it's going to be a good ride, and it's going to be a good thing for awesome. the state of Arizona, I think. Uh, uh, well, have fun. I mean, you get to be a part of LGBTQ history. I mean, we all are in our own way, but yeah, that's yeah. like really truly being a part of LGBTQ history. So yeah, there's and, a, and, 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 there's a oh, guy in my hometown who kind of tracks. I mean, well, not where I live now. Um, he tracks some of the LGBTQ history here and he's like, well, you know, this used to be a big gay hangout. I'm like, no, I only lived here six years, but each time I talk to him, there's new stuff uh-huh. he reveals. And I'm like, wow. Okay. That's kind of interesting. There's like Indian restaurant here in town that they're uh-huh. getting ready to do a fundraiser at. And I guess it used to be, it wasn't an Indian restaurant when it was whatever it was at that time, but it used to be kind of like the, quote underground shady place where Ah. if you were gay you could you went in there and you didn't really say why you were going in it was you know (laughs) so it's always interesting to hear these stories you know because it's really powerful so yeah yeah and 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 my my goal is to is to um two two things is to have the site declared as historic arizona landmark and uh and of course we're we're gonna have to film a documentary about, about about it and, uh, and and the interesting thing is is what I'm really proud of is that that by the by the acquisition of this bar makes me the only African American gay bar owner in the entire state. You keep bringing this up. I'm like, I'm looking at you, buddy. I don't. I know you don't look like a brother. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the rest of you can't see him. He's a very handsome, beautiful black man, and and that's a big thing. I mean, that's kind of a big thing in Arizona to be black and in Arizona because there's there definitely people are like. Mm. Yeah, you shouldn't be here. So you've you've got all you got all the stuff you're working with, black and gay, and you know all that stuff. So um, good for you, man. So happy to hear this stuff is happening for you, and um, that you're making a mark. You're leaving your legacy. But you know, we know what's going to be on the tombstone. It's just going to be rug burn. That's just all that. Has to be said. <laughs> yeah, <So>. exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, well, that's very cool, man. So excited for you. And if anybody wants to connect with you, what's the best place? Like the, your website? Well, obviously, soon things just come like, hey, you know, they're going to go down to the bar. But that doesn't mean he's always going to be hanging there. Let's just be real. I mean, I used to be in that business. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to be there every day. That's a little <laughs> bit much. But uh, what's your website where people connect with you on your music and everything, man? Yeah, so you, the, the folks can definitely hear the music at our at our flagship website, seeyourshadow.com. See Your Shadow is the name is, is the name of the group, and it's S E E Y O U R S H A D O W dot com. It's named named because my birthday is Groundhog Day, so you see your shadow. Think about that, awesome. and then that's where you go. Our, my preferred social media uh, platform is Facebook. You can find See Your Shadow there, or you can look me up personally, Michael Coleman. You'll see me with, with the cowboy hat. You can't miss the Metropolitan Cowboy brand, and and you it, say that, hey, I heard you on the show. You know, yeah. and 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 go on go on to send me your friend request. I love connecting with people uh, on on all levels, so so definitely do that. And of course, if you're in the Phoenix area, you yep. can swing by and, and see the biggest cock in the state of Arizona <laughs> over at Newtown Saloon. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I say that because because as part of the acquisition, we inherited a like an eight foot uh, a tall uh, uh, rooster statue. It's probably it might even be nine feet. Wow. Uh, so 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 yeah. So so you can you know swing on by the bar, have, take 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 your selfie with the biggest cock in in, in the state of Arizona at Newtown That's... Saloon. Very cool. And so much fun. So much fun. So, well, Michael, thank you so much, man, for being here. And Michael Coleman, again, the Metropolitan Cowboy, singer, songwriter, bar owner, foundation founder, all these things. I mean, I, I'm worn out just listening to you. But um, thanks so much, man, for being part of our show and inspiring. Guys, don't think you're ever too old. I'm telling you. I mean, it was my my 40s when everything started really happening. That's when I was just like, come on, let's go, you know, and I'm going to be 60 in a couple of months. I'm like, I, I'm not done. I no way I'm done. I'm going to keep going. So, um, but thank you for sharing yourself, your heart and telling your story and inspiring our audience to like, keep on going and keep talking gay man to gay man about what's going on in your life. So thanks for being here, man. All right. Thanks for having me. That's a wrap for 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where the conversations continue.